The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Edwards from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. They have to win there. Tanner understands. Trying to save it, jump ball here, and kept in place by Edwards. What a great number! They got numbers. Edwards steps it in. Oh! The ball is going to roll down, baby. They're rocking it up. No deal. Carson Edwards. After about a month off, the Boiler Breakdown is back, whether we, whether we like it or not. Uh, fellas, this is going to be an interesting one for the first Boiler Breakdown of 2020 and the new decade. Yeah. Do we have to uh, talk about a certain Pass. thing that happened? <laughs> Pass. Can, can we talk about like swimming and diving or something? Or uh, I, 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 I did see Purdue's wrestling, Purdue's wrestling's top 10 ranked in the nation right now. Wrestling school, wrestling and golf school. Yep. Yeah, girls golf definitely. Yeah. yeah. Girls basketball's been playing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, men's not so much. Um, but we're gonna get into it here shortly, unfortunately. But uh, the Boiler Breakdown podcast, like it is every week, is brought to you by Shroff Landscaping Nurseries. Contact them today at 574-223-2769 for all of your landscaping needs. Hey, it feels pretty warm out for January right now. Maybe you can uh, get into the into the landscaping spirit or at least get your uh, thoughts and ideas going towards the spring. So give them a call. It's never too early to start preparing for your landscaping needs. All right, let's just get right into it. Um, there was a basketball game, I think. I think you can categorize that. Played, Illinois played a game. Illinois played a game. Played a Sunday in Champaign. Um, final score, I don't even remember what the final – I know Purdue scored 37 points. What was it, 64? 63. 37. 63-37. Purdue's lowest point total since a game in 1949 against Loyola Chicago. What? That honestly surprised me. So I, I swear, I, I've seen – I know we've all seen – there's been some games in the Big Ten tournament where we scored – 11 points in the first half and Minnesota. yeah that's what i was gonna say minnesota i was like did, i was like yeah. i was like Purdue had to have scored like 30 points i remember there was a game i didn't know what year it was and i didn't want to look it up i was like really dean and those guys i swear we again maybe scored like 12 points in the first half 15 points in the first half i don't remember but it surprised me that we didn't score less than 37 in those games it was the lowest we've scored in the big 10 since an 04 loss 40 to 39 at home to northwestern uh just did you say a loss of 40 to 39? Yeah, to Northwestern back in 04. Lost by one? Yeah. What did we score against uh, Eastern Michigan a couple years ago? I thought we scored like 39, but <laughs> I, I, I can look it up. 
Oh, oh wait, yeah, there was. There was a joke about like our football team scored more or something that's like that. Right. that that's, yeah. I remember. I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. Jesus, it was just ugly all across the board. Twenty-five percent shooting from the field. Um, leading scorer was Sasha Stavanovich with eight points. He hit two of the team's like, no. three threes. Yeah, high school game. <laughs> Middle school. <laughs> well, Andrew was lucky. He didn't have the chance to watch the game. He I was, was on himself golfing. No, I, was on the, I was on the plane back, unfortunately, at that point. It's actually really good you didn't watch the game then on the plane. Yeah, the guy next to me or behind me bought the internet, and he tapped me on the shoulder, and he showed me the score at one point, and it was like 26 to 8 or something. And I'm like, oh, for the God. We were down 11 to 0. Yeah. We didn't score for a while. I, I, we landed and uh, he's like, is that score final? Like that didn't like freeze. (laughs) I think that's as final. They scored 37 points. We should have known we were in for a long night when harms took a three to start the game and airballed about like four feet. Yeah. That's exactly. She shot that. I was like, Oh no. Cause yeah. Cause it was, it's what I was afraid of. We started uh, both bigs, which I, I thought that was going to happen just because of Illinois got, uh, Kofi Coburn, which I'm still going to defend that that is not how you pronounce his last name, but <laughs> that's what Illinois says it is. And then uh, whatever the other dude's name is. like, uh, I'm not Veg- Oh, yeah. yeah. Jordy Billy. He's regressed. Yeah, those are big dudes. I figured we'd probably start both. Um, I knew Kofi was a monster. Reminds me a little bit, not as skilled, Um uh, of uh, Bruno Fernando, from, I can see a little bit, know, a little bit, just in terms of like the body size and the physicality. Um, not nearly as good, in my opinion. Um, but he was just a, a monster. Those guys do really well off of the rebounds. I knew there was an issue early on when I might, I might have been Kofi, but Aaron Wheeler got a defensive rebound and then had it immediately ripped out of his hands. Just kind of a toughness thing that they just hit the tone that they were uh, a lot more tough than we were. Um, their team that if, loves to push the ball, and they push the ball, and it doesn't. The way a good way to stop the push is to make shots, and that's something we just didn't do at all. Yeah, not not seeing any of the game, and just looking at the box score. This Alan Griffin, a guard off the bench, had six offensive rebounds. As he's predicted, he's he's been their best player the last few games. Yeah, yeah. Predicted, I think Illinois came in this game like shooting in the twenty percent from three, and they shot well better than thirty. They shot forty six percent, I think, from the field. Yeah. Um, I, I I didn't expect Purdue to win this game. I thought it was a bad matchup going in. I did. I thought we were going to win. Illinois had been shooting 9% in Big Ten play from three-point range. I thought they would at least hit a couple. Um, and <laughs> I just – not only this game, but a lot of games, even though now I say that now, the Minnesota game last week, a double overtime game, was a little different, so I'm going to contra- contradict myself here. Um, I think a lot of games when the other team's physical, Purdue backs down, it seems like, mm-hmm. this year. They're not near as physical – as Purdue teams of the past. Now, Minnesota, they showed a lot of heart and fight. They could have gave up with two minutes left. They fought the force overtime, fought in overtime with a double overtime that won the game. So that was – yeah. Yeah, and and that brings me to a point that Matt Painter even brought up last night on the Matt Painter radio show. He said he's never seen anything like this during his coaching career of a team that can be so drastic from home to away. Mm. It's just unbelievable. They're two totally different teams. And unfortunately, to make the tournament, you have to win road games. Mm-hmm. Can't just win home games, and, uh, and you have to win a decent home. It's not like you yeah. go on the road. Like I mean, 
I feel like we'll probably be favored against Northwestern on the road, but that's not going to get you into the tournament. I would say that would be the only one of the eight remaining road games as of right now that Purdue will be favored. Yeah. As of right now. We're going to have to win. (coughs) Do we go to to Wisconsin? Yep. You're going to have to win a game at Wisconsin, a game at Indiana, like those types of games Mm -hmm. where we're probably going to be, in terms of the standings, hopefully all kind of right there in the middle. I mean, the middle of the Big Ten this year is a lot stronger than it was last year. Um, and I mean, as we've seen already, especially we, we saw through the first two games in December that, I mean, it's going to be hard to win on the road in the Big Ten and the way that we are shooting away from Mac, not even on the road, but just away from Mac, even in neutral court games, it's cause for some great concern. Now, Evan, did you feel like Purdue was getting good looks at least Sunday, or did you feel like yes, they weren't I even did. getting good looks? I, that's uh, and it's what's frustrating this whole year is I feel like, and because I've seen people on the boards which we know the boards is full of the full of the smartest people on earth. And the reason why I don't know why they don't all have head coaching jobs somewhere. Um, <laughs> blaming the offensive scheme, you know, was Greg Gary, you know, a diamond in the rough type thing is Shrewsbury. The problem Shrewsbury, we were back <laughs> last time Shrewsbury was here. And I don't think that's that at all. We're getting good looks. We're getting open shots. We're getting to the rim for the most part. Um, we're just not finishing. I think that's just kind of a, a, con- a lack of concentration, um, I don't know if it like a lack, a lack of maturity in a way. And the fact that, you know, when things aren't going well, you know, just having the, the right attitude to just kind of keep pushing forward and not letting it affect you. Cause the problem with this team is when we don't hit on offense, it affects our defense, which our, our defense has been the strong part of our, of our team all year for the most part. And, but when we mm-hmm. struggled against Marquette against Nebraska, against Illinois, is when we just can't hit shots. Our defense kind of suffers because of that. Yeah, I, th- I thought they were getting good looks too. Um, I argued with our friend who's a big Illinois fan. He thought Illinois wasn't letting Purdue get any looks. He even called it the best game Illinois played in the Red Underwood era to date. Um, I thought I, they were getting fine, just fine looks. Yeah, just, just playing against yeah. open shots. I mean, Obviously, saw, yeah. You no, know, have a couple <laughs> open layups just – just missed them and that's that kind of makes me not worry as much because like hey if we can just finish them you know i that illinois game i don't think our nine missed last whatever it was is going to be the difference in the game but you know games like you know the texas game the maybe the marquette game doesn't get out of hand hell even the butler game that could end a little differently if we just hit those bunnies that we hit you know you're supposed to hit you know 70 80 percent of the time um, so that's what kind of makes me not as worried is that, Hey, if they can just hit those, then we'll be all right. And that could, you know, spur or jumpstart, you know, our shooting or whatever. But then it's also like, man, this is, it's January. Like we're, yeah. remember we're not hitting them now. You know, I was going to say change. the first few games, I could see that now it's, yeah. we played, fi- played 15 games. It's kind of, they are who they are. At yeah. Point. It kind of is, is what it is at this point. And that's what's, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, I, I have a hard time watching this team. <laughs> it's, oh, I'm the same way. It's not an enjoyable Purdue team to watch by any means. Um, on the road, at least. Um, they do play hard on defense, but yeah, like just the heart and hustle wasn't there on Sunday. I mean, they let Illinois get so many easy offensive rebounds and uh, yeah. second chance points and just things. So many dumb little mistakes. It's just frustrating because because like I brought up last night on. My other podcast, a lot of people, non-Purdue fans at least, forget that Carson Edwards struggled really bad last year scoring the ball in January and February, mm-hmm. yet Purdue won a lot of games and ended up winning 
uh, were co-Big Ten champions, and a lot of these guys were the, the reason. That's what makes it frustrating. It's like, what has happened to a lot of I think, these guys? I think a lot of that, too, could be contributed to someone like Grady Eifert. Who sure. Just, uh, you know, like Carson was just a bulldog in just a little different way. Sure. That he just was not going to let someone, you know, outwork him to get a rebound or to a loose ball. And, you know, Klein kind of stepped up. And I think mm-hmm. the other guys just kind of fed off that. And the problem with this, as we've kind of seen all years, we're just we haven't really seen anyone step up. I think Nogel tried to do that on Sunday. And I really, I, aside from him blowing a ton of layups, I really liked what I saw out of him. Because made, made two free throws. Made two free throws. Yeah. Back Something to four. Back to back. Something we hadn't really seen all year aside from maybe the Ohio game was just of him being aggressive and yeah. going to the rim. Yeah. And I think Definitely. if we can continue to do that, hopefully that, I don't know. I just feel like we just need someone to, I mean, he is, he, him and Matt Harms are the leaders. And I was really disappointed with, with Harms. I know Harms even said he was disappointed himself, but. We've seen that a couple times when he's gone against, you know, much bigger, much more physical guys. I don't know, maybe it was something like he was worried with the concussion of, you know, that was playing his head. Who knows? Affect him against Minnesota, who's a physical yeah. team. Yeah. He had a career know. night. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just something we're just kind of lacking that as we've, you know, we've seen people talk about just that alpha dog. Yeah, we're, we're missing somebody's got to step up. And, 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 you know, Sasha's great at home. He was a leading scorer with eight the other night, but he's not the same on the road. Um, point where he was taking most of the shots, yeah. I was actually fine with. I mean, yeah. like if he's gonna, if, if I'm confident anyone to shoot right now, it's him. Him and Hunter. He's, I'd like to see Hunter shoot a little bit more. But I was just curious on that home and away splits. On Sa- Sasha is shooting 52, percent 51.7 from three from home, 27 percent on yeah. the. Mm-hmm. See, it's things like that that's just like mind boggling. It's like, wow. Um, I'll Hunter's, tell you somebody. Yeah. He's had some bad misses on the road too. I'll tell you yeah. somebody who's not gun shy is Isaiah Thompson. He comes no, in, he, just, he wants the ball and he shoots. Um, I, mean, I think I it probably drives Matt nuts at sure. times. It's probably quicker shots than he looks, but I don't know. I feel like he's another one. If he could hit a couple in a row, he could really get going. Yeah. Because um, be Proctor can't find it right now. His, yeah. Uh, his he's a little play. the driveboard because he has that big yeah. body where someone like Hunter and Isaiah, they're just, they're going to get thrown around like a rag doll in the big well, Hunter finishes at least sometimes in traffic sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I like Hunter a lot but yeah that's where he's uh, he's, he's definitely stepped up yeah, yeah I think he's he's the one who's improved I think like mm-hmm. the most that's the most obvious mm-hmm. from first year to second year while Wheeler has oh, done my. a polar opposite um, he, he can't I, he needs to drive yeah. he, he's just shooting threes and he's See, not I, I, I think he's too though. soft yeah, and, and that's what's the missing all the bunnies. They're just soft mm-hmm. inside, and they get they're not aggressive. Oh. Yeah, and I think with Wheeler, he doesn't have the best handles. Yeah, that's inside. true. I mean, he's that long, lanky body, and just doesn't have. It's hard to keep it under control and tight yeah. when you're six yep. eleven and have yeah. huge <laughs> long limbs and yeah. length. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's. Yeah, and I think that's where because I'd like to see him drive too, but yeah, he just doesn't have you know. Yeah, that kind of that. Uh, physicality to him, or someone like you know Vince Edwards. Yeah, he wasn't as big, but at least he had some meat on him where he could he could control the ball and get to the rim and at least get fouled and go to the line if anything. But yeah, Wheeler, I think it's just not as just doesn't have that aggressive right now. I, I think he can, but I don't know. And then Travion got two quick fouls in the first yeah, half. He was on the bench. I was not surprised at all. Nah, he can't. His foot speed just on defense. Yeah. That was a tough matchup with him and uh, Coburn. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just frustrating. I mean, I didn't expect to get blown out by any means. I am looking forward to playing those guys again on January 21st at home. 
Mm-hmm. So this is a team Purdue had beat 14 out of the last 18 matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, so and Purdue has beat hasn't lost to him in Mackey since 2008. So we'll see mm-hmm. in a couple weeks. But it is a bad matchup for That's Purdue. A lot of lips in that game too. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah. It is a bad matchup for Purdue, but but we'll see. I thought No Gel did a pretty good job on Io Sumo. At least yeah. it's weird because like those are they have him and Fraser and they're both really good guards, but they don't shoot up. They don't shoot a ton for a team that has some good guards. Well, well Frazier shoots a lot. He just doesn't make many right yeah, now. Yeah. He had a couple the other day, but they had guys like Kipper Nichols hit a couple. He doesn't usually hit those, um, but they pretty much got whatever they wanted. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just frustrating. And, and actually, I thought Purdue played decent defense. Yeah. The game. It's just the offense was that bad, like yeah. you mentioned to me the other day. Illinois kept getting in transition, and when you're missing shots and you can't rebound, other teams get out in transition. It's hard to mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. I mean, you held them 63 points. That's, I mean, in the Big Ten, we're going to have to win games, you know, 65, 63. Yep. It's, it's, we're not going to, we're not last year. We're going to, you know, hang 90 on a team unless we go to eight overtimes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have Carson out there to score 40 or something. Yeah. It was another thing I saw was like two years ago, Carson hung 40 on Illinois. <laughs> we scored 37. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was when, that was when Frazier and, Carson went back to nope. or not? Yeah, yeah yep. back to back to back. Basically, yeah. Vince was out that game with a sprained ankle. Yep. yep. So, yeah, that was one of the worst, if not the worst, Purdue performance I've ever seen. So it was pitiful. We said I, we were going to go on this one quickly. I, I turned it off with six minutes left in the game. I did not finish watching. Um, but I, I guess the last thing I'm going to say, the frustrating part is, and I've heard some team um, some people complain about this, and I, I kind of agree. It's frustrating. Um. You know, we're coming off a lead eight run, which we are eyelash away from the final four. Kind of finally got some national recognition. You can talk about that game too. I mean, while we're on it, no, no, I don't <laughs> feel like the, can't the belt right now. <laughs> um, but you know, we were close, had some national recognition, have some recruiting momentum going, and then to have a season so far like this, it does make it pretty tough. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the future holds. I mean, next year it looks not- like we got five pretty promising guys that are going to be freshmen, yeah. but we'll I'm not see. too worried about the losing. Mo- I mean, yeah, I guess you lose a bit of the national recognition momentum, but I mean, well, you know, fans have sold out every game, right? Uh, um, I mean, even though Sunday's not a sell yet, which is really surprising. There's still really tickets available. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Michigan state fans will gobble those up. Um, I don't think there's many, but there, I mean, I was on Purdue sports.com earlier mm-hmm. today. There's some available. Yeah. I'm not too worried. I mean, I think it's one of those things. I mean, we lost an all American. We lost uh, what the guy who had the best assist to turnover ratio in Purdue history. And then you just had another guy in great effort who was just, a, again, a, as we said, a bulldog. And we're not a team like Duke or North Carolina or those teams, which I mean, North Carolina is struggling right now, too. Yeah. You see um, Roy Williams' comments on that no, team? The headlines today. He said it's the least, it's his least fair team he's ever coached. The least talented team he's ever had. I mean, he was just throwing his team under the bus. I'm like, if I'm, a, if I'm a player on that team, I don't want to play the rest of the yeah. season. <laughs> cool. the Anthony, I'm leaving. See you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That was um, interesting. It was, it was ESPN headlines. Hmm. And stuff, you yeah. know? It's one of those things where rebuilds or a little setback is probably going to happen every couple of years. I mean, we sure. started after the baby boilers. Now, hopefully, our, this is not to the extent that that was. And yeah. I think that was more of Matt getting away from who he was and he mm-hmm. learned his lesson the first time. I think it's just more of just a lot of guys just don't know what it actually took 
Yeah. I mean, I could be completely wrong, and I'm not a. I've I've never played a minute of Division One. We don't know what's going on on behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. We're just three fans that give our perspective. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) and is maybe it's mental. I mean, maybe it's just their. I mean, they play like we said, 15 games of they've of watching shots not go in from four feet away. Yeah, right. And that is just like I'm sure. I I feel like that's what had to have happened to No Gel. I mean. Yeah, he didn't have he these took, problems like I, the last two years. No, I mean he took he took one shot against like Minnesota or something or the yeah, game before shot. that. Shit, oh for one. Mm-hmm. I was like, here. Oh, I don't know. He was awesome yeah. on defense that game. Yeah, no, that's what's good. I mean, the effort and that's what the effort and the rebounding has been good on defense and most of the time it's just been. Is this team going to make anything in the lane or not? Uh, it'll be interesting. They start a gauntlet of three games here Thursday night when they play at uh, Michigan, who I believe is ranked 18th or 19th. It's at the Chrysler Center, uh, 6.30, Fox Sports 1 game. We'll see what kind of heart and effort they can put into that one. All-time series with Michigan uh, since 1949, 1950. Purdue leads 65-59. to Purdue has lost the last two meetings, including the trip to Ann Arbor last year, 76-57. to that was one of the two early Big Ten games uh, last uh, year. Then they return home to face Michigan State on Sunday, uh, national CBS game at noon, the only CBS game Purdue has this year. The only time they play Michigan State this year, Purdue beat them last year in Mackey. The last time they played, 73-63. Purdue also leads the all-time series 66-55. to I would take a split in a heartbeat right now. Absolutely. Don't care which one. I'd actually rather have probably Michigan State just get the home sure. game. I'm going to be there, so I'd rather see us win. And I hate Michigan State. Yeah. Emily Call sucks, but. <laughs> yeah. how, how, uh, how, how, much, how big of a boo is that going to be? When he Does he start? Play? Huh? Does he start? I don't uh, think so. No. I don't think so. He won't get booed like uh, Cisco from Virginia then. <laughs> yeah, Kate, he got booed pretty big. He'll get booed yeah. though when he checks in for the first yeah, time. Sure. There'll be enough sure. people who remember that name. I don't know if it'll be Brandon Dawson like, but no, it'll be. I don't think so. No, he'll still be booed pretty no. heavily. So or Jaron Jackson Jr. I think he's booed pretty heavily uh, too. Yeah. They've had a lot of guys that get booed pretty heavily. Gary Gary Harris. Yeah, without Purdue's follow up, Purdue got in the mix there late, yeah. but still would have been nice. Of course, he's a stud for the Nuggets. <clears throat> but uh, honestly, I would take even one out of the next three games. The game after that's next Saturday at Maryland. Purdue's off during the week next week. I'd take one of three. Before the Illinois game, I'd be happy. I was happy with going two and two down the four game stretch. Mm-hmm. Kind of dug ourselves in the hole there. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It's uh, if the guys don't come out fired up Thursday, or you know, with some enthusiasm, which I did thought, think they came out with in the second half against Illinois. I thought they came out fired up, playing hard. The announcers even made a comment on that, mm-hmm. but it didn't matter. Um, if they, but if they don't come out with some effort. And some heart on Thursday. It's it's gonna tell a lot. Just like last year, it's gonna be just like last year. We got run out of the building, which that was again before kind of our turnaround, sure. obviously. But yeah, it's gonna tell a lot if we come out and just kind of they come out and punch us in the mouth, and then we kind of just whimper mm-hmm. and kind of go back into our fetal position. We've had a lot of battles with a lot of these Michigan guys: uh, Teske, mm-hmm. Xavier Simpson, Livers. Oh my gosh, they're all still there. Yeah, <laughs> and you got little Wagner, little Wagner there now, yeah. my little brother. So. They're a good team, good talented yep. team. It's going to be a tough task, but that will be the first time out of the two meetings that Purdue plays Michigan this year. Do get them at home later on. So, um, uh, before we get into some football news, I did jot down the uh, since this is the first 2020 
episode of the Boiler Breakdown, I jotted down the All Decade team from Golden Black Illustrated. I got the offensive, all offensive team, and all defensive team and special teams for football. On offense, quarterback, no uh, argument out of me here. David Blau is the quarterback of the All Decade team. I think the only other one, I mean, I'd say Elijah's probably number two. Yeah. Did they have? Did they have a? Did they have just one person per position? Yeah. Just okay. yes. well, there was like two running backs, yeah. two wide receivers. It just mattered what position. But I mean, yeah, I put. Yeah, I probably put Elijah too, just because of those four games in twenty seventeen. I mean, number three is it Marv or Tur Bush? Marv, just because. Yeah. I don't <laughs> Bush, so. yeah he, when he was, was when was Joey Elliott? He was 09. So yeah, he was okay. not in the decade. So it was it was incredible to look at the ten different quarterbacks of the decade. Yeah, ten because Purdue's been so injured. Yeah, quarterback. Turbush got through the 2011 season, starting every game. He's the only quarterback that's done that. Who who was our first quarterback to start like back to back openers? Was there was there any quarterback that started back to back openers in that decade? Um, Elijah. Yeah. Started Northwestern North last Western, year, and then this year. And this year, yeah, that was the only good. one. Because I know, like Hazel, yeah. I don't. No, I mean, with like because he had Appleby, Edling, then Appleby, then Blau, uh huh, Elijah, which he then Elijah, then yeah, yeah, yep, um, yeah, because Turbush was eleven, and then in twelve, Turbush was suspended the Eastern Kentucky game, and Robert started instead. Yep. Henry, Henry started against Cincinnati in 2013. Yep. Yep, 2010 was Marv. It sounds like a good decade for Purdue football. 2014 was. Was that Etling? Yep. And yeah. then Appleby. And 15 against Marshall. Then, mm-hmm. then, then Blau against yeah. um, Western Michigan, I think. 16. Sounds right. No, no. We, we started the season 14 against Western Michigan. My fault. 16 was. Oh. The last Hazel year in Nevada? Maybe. Maybe? I don't know. I don't really care. I tried to put that there out of my head. Um, anyways, running backs, yeah, two of them, Akeem Hunt and uh, Markel Jones. Any arguments yeah. there? Uh, How about DJ Knox? No love for DJ yeah, Knox? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm honestly surprised Markel Jones. I feel like he yeah, started really out. Year. Yeah. He had better then, career stats, but. Yeah, just because his, he, I mean, because he got a lot of play all pretty much early, early on in his career, yeah, and then he finished back. off pretty well. But yeah, yeah and then once DJ kind of came to the picture, they obviously split. Then Markel always played well against Indiana. Yep. Um, your your guess yeah, was, was uh, oh, go ahead. I was just, I don't, I'm trying to remember a, a, much of a kid. I'm trying to, I may have just black out that entire coaching staff. Um, I know Tanner, you and I were talking with another friend of ours. They were wondering. Uh, with the absence of maybe Mostert, but again, Mostert was a special teams guy and more. Yeah, they way, they misused him really bad. already than he ever had at Purdue. They started um, him out wide receiver, and from my time as a manager, I can tell you he had trouble running routes as a wide receiver. And then at running back, he had trouble fumbling. So mm-hmm. every I mean, he fumbled a lot. So it was just yeah. But yeah. I'm glad to see him playing so well for the Niners. Really good guy. Yeah. David so. Bell started in 2016 against Nevada. We won 24-14. There we go. Um, wide receivers. Can you guess the two wide receivers that are on Rondell the list? Moore. Yeah, Rondell Moore and David Bell. <laughs> Not David Bell. 
Uh, I, I can argue that he should be, but uh, and Tavian Edison. No, but he's he. he he's, that's a good one. Him. I don't even remember him. He was pretty solid. So 2009 to. Mm, is it uh, Justin Siller? No. Heisman. You're missing a guy that was solid on a lot of bad teams, except D'Angelo D'Angelo Yancey. There you go. Okay, I was gonna say Danny Anthrop. Except his sophomore year, D'Angelo only had one touchdown, like 33 catches. But his freshman, junior, senior, he was pretty darn good. Got drafted. And it was and it was senior year. Yep. Tight end. One tight end. Um, Bryson Hopkins. Yep. Yep. And can you name me five offensive linemen? Nope. Nope. Was uh, hold on, center Kurt Barron. Yep, Kirk Barron. Yep, um, Hermans. No. no, no, all these uh, other guys. Oh, um, at least made practice squad in the NFL one time. Yeah, uh, Jeff, at least. Uh, um, wow, I'm blanking on their names. Maybe no, I have no idea. Oh, I God, know. what are their names? One's still in the NFL right now. He's in the playoffs right now. Yeah, the, the tackle, Dennis, Dennis, Dennis Kelly. Kelly. Yep. Dennis Kelly. Dennis. I didn't know it. What, what year did he play? I thought I felt like he, he was played, a long he played, time he played ago. From 08 through uh, okay. 2011 was his senior year. Still okay. Yep. He complimented my uh, freshman year English project. <laughs> I remember. He, I remember that story, yeah. Webby. <laughs> um, I forgot about. Oh, sorry, Dennis. Oh God. Um, who was the transfer, the JUCO, who came in for a couple years? He's committed to Michigan State, I think, before Purdue. He's from, like, the Netherlands or something like that. I thought he was pretty solid. What now? Okay. I remember that. Yeah, I remember it. I got big. What was his name? We got Kevin Pamf- Pamphile. Oh, see, God. all these guys, I feel yeah. like these were, like, 15 years ago. See, the interesting thing, well, Kevin, I think he's still in the NFL. He was yeah, back he's for the Bucking yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah. he was with the Bucks. And the Titans, maybe too. Um, yeah. I swear, wasn't he a defensive tackle for two years? For yeah. two years, then they switched him and he started off okay. line for two years and got drafted. And that's how I, athletic he was. I don't remember him playing offensive line at Purdue. I do remember he got drafted as an offensive line. And I remember, I thought he was a defensive tackle oh, he, that got drafted he, as an offensive line. He switched either in 11 or 12, one of those years to offensive line. Um, Jason King, yeah, guard. Yeah. he was on the Patriots practice squad for a while. And then Jordan Roos, who is on yeah, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, yeah. I could not think of. So I picture them. They yeah. came in together. They were best buds. They were tough guards. So, yeah. I mean, not the greatest, but you do have a lot of pros in there. And Kirk Barron's an XFLer that starts soon. So, XFL. That sounds pretty intriguing with the way that, with these rules are coming out with. Yeah. Uh, double forward double pass. Forward pass yep. Double. I have not seen any of this. Yeah, all, Andrew Lux did Oliver Lux, the uh, CEO of the league, and yeah. he said everything's going to be fast paced. So fast paced. <laughs> no we'll I think it's like overtime's like a shootout, like hockey style. Yeah, we'll see. I'll watch it week one. See what it, what everybody what watch week one. They don't want to watch it ever again. Yep. And then on defense, um, I will tell you there was no Ryan Kerrigan. What? what? Yeah, he played in uh, Dean Hart. 2010. Dean Hart said one year was not enough to put him on. I'm going mm, to. I know. I, I, he was an All American. That He was the Big Ten defense player a year in 2010. He did not put him on the list. I didn't remember that part. Kawan, uh, Kawan, Kawan Short. Short. He's defensive tackle. tackle. So the um, you also have one more D tackle and two D ends. Bruce Gaston. Lorenzo no. Neal. I don't know. Um, this guy was a stud. D tackle. But he, he, easy to forget about, though. Because he was on a team that went 1-11? and 11. Yeah. One and, yeah. Yeah. And the DNs, uh, one had a short career in the NFL, 
the other one I think maybe XFL, maybe I think practice is one that ends Robinson. Nope, mm-hmm. he is XFL though. Other D tackle. I'll give you guys another minute. A minute. <laughs> Did you uh, get this about- one, Tanner? No, I, I I actually forgot about the D tackle. One of the what DNs I would have got. The other one I wouldn't have. The D tackle. When did he play? It was the Hazel era. Just the Hazel era. Yeah. Did Quite Danny good. Hope recruit him? It's a good question. Not sure. Is he in the NFL right now? No. No. Jake Rapogel. Oh, oh my god! Wow. He went to the NFL. And he had concussion, so he's yeah. Alive. I remember he, he got hurt. He was oh my gosh! He was awesome. He was really good. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. That's bad. And your defensive ends are Ryan Russell. Oh. Okay. Danny uh, Easy Chuku. Danny. Okay. Yeah. Which yeah. I thought he was kind of more of a linebacker, but yeah. Uh, three linebackers. You should get Mark two of these. Bentley. Yep. Juwan Bentley. Bentley. Yep. Yeah. This other one, I. I I had to think about, but I, I I can't argue against this other one. He was a solid linebacker. When did he play? Hope era. Sean Robinson. In, in one year of the Tiller era. Chase. Uh, Dwayne Beckford? Nope. That's a Who name did? I haven't heard in forever. Yeah. Uh, one year of the Hope era and then through the Hazel era. God, I just don't remember Hazel era teams aside from like a few offensive he's players. A denti- he's a dentist now. Oh, uh, Yeah. He was really a player. Oh my God, um, Joe or Holland. Joe Holland. Yep. yep. Mm. I see. He. I exactly the the like the, the pre Hazel era seems like 15, 20 years. Well, ago. It I, seems like so long ago. And I remember it just because I was around some of those guys, yeah. but I can understand like yeah, like yeah, it does sound, seem like a while. Joe Holland's good. I like Joe Holland. He was a tackling machine. Yeah. David is all. I mean, he's a really nice guy too. Ben Holt reminded me a lot of him. Yeah, way. that's a good comparison. And then uh, for defensive backs, you got four of them, even though he put one of them at the wrong position. Oh, fun. Ricardo Allen. Yeah, he put him at safety. That's what he plays now. And he got recruited to be a safety, but he was a all Big Ten corner. Yeah. He was second all time in Purdue interceptions. So, I mean, he needs to be on the list, but he should have been a corner. Interesting. So he's got four corners and then two safeties? No, he's got, yeah, you got one more safety and two corners to go. Oh, okay. So four. Total. I would have. I okay. would have got these two corners, but I wouldn't have got this other safety. Safety Thieneman. Nope. Um, almost. He said almost, but no. I would have put Thieneman probably over this guy though. The corners. I'm trying to think of the corners. Um. Oh. Um. The corners were Hope slash Hazel era, both of them. Yeah. Um, uh, Frankie Williams. Frankie Williams, who's having a really good CFL career going on right now. Yeah. And the other guys currently in the NFL. Oh, he put at uh, Brown. Brown yep. for the Cowboys. Anthony yeah, Brown. Anthony Brown. Yeah. Anthony Brown. That's, and then your other I safety. I of Anthony Brown, but I said Frankie Williams first. Your other safety is not in the um, NFL. When did he play? Hazel. Hazel Slat. I don't know if he played one year at Brown or not. He might have. A safety? What What does it say? Another, does it say like what safety position? Or does it just say safety? It just said safety. I think he was a strong safety if I remember right. He was, I believe, he's a junior college. I think no, no, no. I don't. I just don't remember him that much. I don't, I don't know. Leroy Clark. No, I would not have gotten that in third. I I don't think he was. <laughs> I don't think he was JUCO because I can't remember. Okay. I just, <laughs> yeah, he he actually had surprisingly some good statistics his senior year. And then uh, special teamers, you got kicker, punter, kick returner, punt returner. Joe Shopper, punter. No, 
What? Oh. Mm. He was your other favorite punter. This guy was the punter of the year in the Big Ten in 2012 or 13, and he was a second-team All-Big Ten. His freshman. Was he the baseball player? Was he the guy who played, played baseball? Played a little baseball. Um, lefty. Lefty punter from Pennsylvania. He's a cop now. I'm going to kick myself. Cody Webster. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I remember that uh, when when we had that game when we beat Northwestern, he had like a sixty nine or seventy yard punt that game. <laughs> I forgot about him. He, he could boom the ball. Yeah, so, kicker, kicker, turner, punter, turner. Kicker. Carson Wiggs. Carson Wiggs, your kicker. Yeah. Good choice. Kick, did you say kicker, 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 turner? What? Yeah, two returners now. Kicker, turner. Yep. And Tavian Edison. Nope. Oh, didn't he or Valentine? Aaron Valentine? He was he not returned one. He was not in this deck. But he did. Okay. He has returned. He, he's I'm so off. Yeah. I, I don't even remember this guy really returning too many punts. Keem Hunt. Keem Hunt was your kick returner over Mostert. I was surprised by that, to be honest. Even though they both returned kicks for touchdowns. So this guy was a solid punt returner as far as just catching the ball, but I don't ever remember him breaking one. Anthrop. No. Put yeah. a guess though. One of them, Ricardo know. Allen. Oh, I do not remember him I do returning. Not remember him at all. Hmm. And then got the basketball team to go through real quick. This is um, this is a fun decade. Newbert did uh, five players for each team. He did a first team, second team, and a third team, and then he did an all defensive team with a bench. Uh-huh. Start with first team. Who do you think is the five players he put for the first team? Okay, now well, before we start, did he? I don't know. Those guys play. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Etwan Moore. Yep. Juwan Johnson. Juwan. Yep. Robbie Hummel. Yep. Carson Edwards. Yep. Caleb Swanigan. Yep. Can't argue on any of those. Nope. Yeah. After that, the second and third team, you could probably argue a little bit, but uh, second team. Vince Edwards. Yes. AJ Isaac Haas. Yes. AJ Hammond. To so which? Both. AJ and, and Isaac. Oh. Both. Okay. Uh, both second team? Yep. That's a big team. So you got two guards now. So we had Chris Kramer. Chris Kramer, even though he barely yeah. played in a decade, yeah. he was second team. Good, good uh, interview with him today on Golden Black. Go check it out if, that, if you're yeah. a big Kramer fan. So, um, so okay, so we got Kramer, Edwards, Haas, and Hammonds. Yep. And this is one more guard. Yep. Klein. Nope. Mathias. Good guess though. Who? Matthias. Yeah. Midwestern Cowboy. Then your third He's team. up the G League. Yes, he, oh, he is. He is. Your third team. Who did you just say, Andrew? Ryan Klein. He's yeah. on your third team. I kind of forgot about Matthias, but yeah. Was PJ on third team? He was not. That's one of the ones that uh, you could probably make a discussion for. Uh, is there anybody on the current roster on no. this team? Okay. Nope. <laughs> this is a tough one. Okay. So you we put Eifert on there? No. So we I didn't think so. Klein on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're Rachel missing. Davis. What? Rafael Davis? Yep. Oh, yeah. All these other three guys were guards. All guards? Okay. They so might no have. Bigs, huh? uh, Lou Jack. Yep. Lou Jackson. Little speedster. Keaton Grant. Uh, Keaton Grant. Keaton Grant. Yeah. Yep. I think one of the more underappreciated players uh-huh. in history. And one more guy. A guard? Hmm? Tyrone Johnson. There you go. Boom. Over a 1,000 points career score. Yeah. I, mean, I like Tyrone. A lot of people hate him. I liked him. I hate so. his brother, but I like Tyrone a lot. <laughs> 
All defense. Can you give me five guys? Kramer, yep. Hammonds, Hammonds, yep. Johnson. Who? Juwan, Juwan Johnson. Yep. Okay, so we've got. Hold on, we got Kramer, Davis, Davis, Hammonds, Johnson. You missed one. One. No. No gel. Yep. Oh, okay. Then your bench. He yep. gave uh, five mm-hmm. bench guys for the defense. Mm-hmm. Harms. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, AJ was on the bench. I'm sorry. Harms was on the all defense. I read that really? wrong. Yeah. Even though AJ, AJ was, was a on big the 10, bench. he was a big 10 defensive player, but he's on the bench. He has harms over him. Yep. Hold on. He did not have Dakota on the all defensive team. <clears throat> he's on the bench. Who do you replace? Do you put him over Eastern or Kramer? That's true. I, I, I might maybe, put him over Eastern. I'm maybe. over Eastern. I don't put him over Kramer or Davis. Hell no. Um, so uh, you got two guys, uh, three other guys. Wait, so on who's the on the bench? bench. Hammond. Three others, Hammonds and Dakota. Okay. Okay. Um. And honestly, I don't. I don't remember any of these. I mean, now looking back, they're solid, but I. I don't know. Like Lou Jack or somebody. Yeah, I don't, like that's one. Yeah. Hmm. I guess he was quick. I mean, I guess he. Yeah, yeah I was just sad. I, I just imagine him being quick and yeah, old or somebody. Yeah. No, each one. No. DJ Bird. Nope. Anybody from like that 2012, 2013, 2014? I mean, obviously, we've already covered Hammonds. One's played recently. One was a while back. Wait, they only had one left. We have two. Okay. A while back. Keaton Grant. I don't know. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, That surprised me. And then this other guy's more recent. What? When did he graduate? Two years ago. Vince Edwards? No. Nope. Oh, wait. PJ? Yep. PJ Thompson. PJ yep. huh. That's your all decade team. So, not too many arguments. No, that first team. But I thought it was interesting to go back. That, that first team play together. Yeah. Wasn't that wasn't that the exact team that was that March Madness uh when they had that whole March Madness bracket where we lost to Kentucky? Wasn't the that that team of Robbie, Etwan, Hummel, Swanigan, and Carson? Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There, there, there's no uh no argument there out of me. So yeah, I thought that was kind of fun to go over. Um mm-hmm. now now some Purdue football news that we haven't hit on since we haven't recorded since December 17th. Purdue has filled the void for defense coordinator in Bob Diaco. That name might sound familiar to a lot of fans out there, especially if they watched Notre Dame from 2010 through 13. He was their defense coordinator. He was the coordinator of the year in the nation in 2012 when Notre Dame was runner-up to Alabama with Monte Teo and all those guys. Um, so a decently big name. Uh, he was the head coach at UConn for a couple of years. Uh, didn't do that well there, but who does? And then uh, he went to Nebraska for a year, was the defense coordinator there in 2017. Um, their fans didn't like him there, but he only got one year of his two-year contract there. In 2018, he was the linebacker coach for Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley. And then last year, he was defense coordinator at Louisiana Tech, who shut out Miami, Florida in the bowl game. Um 
And they, and they were had one of the best red zone defenses yeah. in the nation and one of the best scoring defenses in the nation. So, uh, you know, at first I was like, eh, I don't know about it. But the more I read, uh, I kind of like it. Um, mm-hmm. hey, we got we to trust Brom. In this case, this is a huge, important decision for his Purdue tenure. Um, at least he got a guy who's familiar with coaching and recruiting in the Midwest a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm familiar with some of the coaches because his defensive coordinator was Anthony Poindexter. That's a good point. Yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. They've worked together, I'm sure. Yep. And it's it's kind of <clears throat> excuse me. I know I was just reading online. It was kind of uh, it's kind of a big season for Purdue, so it's okay. You don't want to sure. get not sure you want to go with like an up and comer who's not experienced. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd call him like a big name, but I mean, he's a bigger name. He's had some good jobs. I mean, he was a big name. Was that name. Name. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's got good experience. I mean, he's kind Played of a bigger name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I I didn't know. I, I mean, they said that he had a hell of a career there. He's and, also a Davis coordinator at Cincinnati um, under Kelly before Notre Dame. Gotcha. So he <laughs> he <laughs> typically runs what? a three four, but he's known to run the defense. That fits his players. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I uh, do with a three-four. I, I, I don't think. I, I don't. I don't think he's like in love with it. I don't. I don't know. I thought they said that even at Louisiana Tech, like yeah, they had a three-four, but then they were definitely not in that the whole time. It's multi-fronts, so I think it's. I don't think Brom will. I mean, Brom's pretty innovative and does a lot of things and kind of uses personnel. I'm assuming he's going to hire a coach who's like that, who's going to yeah. say, "Okay, this personnel we have may not fit a three-four, so yeah. we're going to run something else." Yeah, and and, and I'm guessing because I, I got the feeling this past year that Brom was not happy with the non-aggressiveness at times of the defense. I'm guessing Diaco's defense is going to be pretty darn aggressive. That's I hope so. Be, yeah, I'm excited yeah. to hopefully so, see that. It's interesting. He doesn't have a Twitter. He's like the only coach that doesn't have one on our staff. I don't know if he'll eventually get one, but from watching someone, some, some stuff like Brady, YouTube, Brady Brown will make him one or something. And uh, watching him on YouTube, he's a different dude. He's out there a little bit. Is one way to describe him. He's yeah. out there a little bit, but uh, that might not necessarily be a bad thing. We'll see. I know Nebraska fans are already chalking up Week One as a win. One right when we hired him, that's fine. Keep thinking that. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. My friend Ryan, my friend who's a Nebraska fan, I asked him, and he just laughed and said, "Good luck." And I don't know. I mean, the coach they had before for us was not a whole had didn't have a whole lot of discipline yeah. with the players, and that's kind of I think as you hear Scott Frost talk about it now about how he kind yeah. of rips his players. So I will say, last time we hired somebody that previously had coached defense at Nebraska and Ross Ells in 2016, <laughs> didn't go very well. But that was what what. Coaching. What part of the coaching staff went well during the Daryl Hazel era? So. Yeah, Marcus, uh, remember uh, who was the coordinator before? I don't know. Tibisar, Tim Tibisar. Yeah, he was Danny Hope second year. Uh, okay, he came from year. like the CFL or something. He did. Like that. He did. I, he, uh, he was. He wasn't good. I remember when they hired him. It's like, oh, he come from the CFL where his teams were giving up fifty-eight points a game or something. I'm like, what? that might be a little exaggerated, but uh, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Uh, I'm looking at, you can go fact check it now. I but. am. Before that, it was Gary Emanuel, and uh, he was he was a defense line coach for the Colts not too long ago. Um, yeah, Purdue's went through a lot of defense coordinators, so I'm trusting Brom here. Um, you know, I thought there might be a few more staff changes, but at this point, I don't think there's going to be this late in the game. The only yeah. is if, like, I mean, one of these smaller schools or whatever, you know, sure. for their coach, you know, at the midnight hour or whatever, and some of these guys get an offer. But yeah, I can't. I think mm-hmm. the staff we've got. 
right now is pretty locked in together. I think I know Brian was talking about it where, you know, hey, if we're trying to convince these kids to turn down these bigger school, you know, bigger football schools like Ohio State, Alabama, all those schools, you know, we've got to do the same. Yep. And it it sounds like they're already hitting the uh, 2021 class pretty hard, according to Mm -hmm. Coach Aaron Hodges. So on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, it's still exciting. I mean, football's a long ways away, but it's it's nice to kind of take our mind off of what's going on in basketball. And you might have saw the title of this podcast. I uh, I titled it um, "Is uh, One Brick Higher Coming Back?" Um, that was a reference to Daryl Hazel's "One Brick Higher," and we're, we've been shooting so many bricks lately in basketball. Just kind of trying to make a pun off of it, but yeah. Well, speaking of basketball, Big Ten wise, with about three and a half minutes to go in College Park, is that Maryland? Yeah, yeah. Maryland's up fifty-seven forty-eight on Ohio good. State. Ohio State's frauds. Yeah, they're good. They're talented. Chris they're Holtman, I hate you. Hope they win yeah, on Saturday, though. Yeah, I I don't know though, but I, don't, I, don't know. I mean, I mean, that's their third conference loss already, right? If they uh, lose to Maryland. Let's see here. Yes, they're one and two in the Big Ten right now. Yeah, Maryland's undefeated at home. And then uh. Out in Piscataway, you've got mm-hmm. Rutgers up by eight with three and a half minutes to go, 62-54 on number 20 Penn State. Okay, when was the last time? They're without yeah. Geo Baker right now, too. He's hurt. Their best player. I didn't know that. Yeah, he hurt his hand. He's out for a while. And, and they're winning games. They're for real. I thought they were a bunch what, of friends. What world are we living in where Penn State and Rutgers are projected to be in the tournament and Purdue is not? I wasn't going to bring that up. But hey, Joe Lenardi does have Purdue as a 10 seed today. Playing who? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't care. Would you guys take a ten and ten Big Ten record right now? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's about what they got to go to get in. Do you think we have to go? If we, if we go ten and ten, do you think we have to win any games in the uh, tournament? Maybe the, one. The, the what? Nine, eight, eighteen wins. Yeah. yeah. That'd be right there. But Purdue might, if they're a real bubble team, they might get. A nod from the selection just from the past success. Yeah. Oh, plus everybody loves Painter because Painter's yeah. had such a track record at Purdue and has been running clean, consistent. Yeah. yeah. And but, I mean, our, our you know non conference wasn't that bad. We had some decent non conference wins. Uh, let's see here. Virginia. Yeah. Oh my God. How's this playing Texas Tech? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> of course. You're not taking it right now. Just get in. Oh, yeah. At this point, we just yeah. got our doors blown off by freaking Illinois. Also, January 7th. A lot of we have the same record right now we had last year. Talking about uh, what world we live in. So we're the 10 playing the 7 Texas Tech, playing the winner of number 15 seed North Dakota State, number 2 seed San Diego State in Sacramento. Who's, okay. who's, uh, who's he have as one seeds there to, uh, in that bracket, Webby? <laughs> Does he have Butler as a one? He does. Are you kidding me? No, they're re- they're really really good. Thanks, Andrew. You told me they're going to be bad this year. And I, got I did. They're I really was so good. wrong. <laughs> Butler playing St. Louis. No, I'm no, I'm track it. It's better better them than two other teams in Indiana. So. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah, I'm throwing another name in there too. I don't want them to be good. Um. Yeah, but uh, so that that was the football news, uh, coaching wise. Um. I guess there is another program today that coaching news that could affect Purdue. Maybe uh, Matt Rule, Baylor's coach, signed a seven-year, seventy million dollar deal to be the uh, um, next coach of the Carolina Panthers. And Malik Hornsby, who was going to commit on the, at the All-American game last Sunday, decided he's going to hold off till signing day in February. 
maybe he knew that was coming. Uh, Arkansas is making a late push at him, producing the mix. We'll, we'll see. I, I would think – I thought that it was kind of the wild. Everybody thought Baylor and Purdue, I guess like Oregon, but Oregon has a couple already highly ranked. The fact that he pushed it doesn't make me feel real good about Purdue because that makes me think that it was Baylor, and now he's like, okay, I want to check something else. Up, so he's not – the fact that he also mentioned in a it was an interview on Rivals that he mentioned the cold again. Yeah, he's every time. Yeah, yeah. I'm like oh, this kid's not. Yeah. <laughs> and and he came in the game he visited was the Purdue Illinois yeah. when it was yeah. I don't, cold and rainy and yeah. just miserable. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, and, and you got to look at it. Michael Limo's already in the class. Plummer's only going to be a redshirt sophomore if he's the guy. I mean, but I mean O'Connell. What's O'Connell's yeah. a We'll be a junior. Junior, but I don't know. It sounds like Purdue's still active. Maybe going after transfer quarterbacks, no, but I haven't heard anything lately. So I mean, after after watching this year, Brom's probably just like, just give me someone with experience, yeah. just be just in case, because yeah. right now he's got two guys that have, yep, four starts or something, right? Yeah. Five starts. How many starts do they have? I yeah, about. I was just to push those guys too. I mean, mm-hmm. if, I mean, competition not a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. So, but we'll see. And they're going to try to get some more recruits to uh, wrap up this recruiting class here come February. So I think they're going to be a little more active this signing day than in February than they have been the past few years. Mm-hmm. In offensive linemen. Yep. I, I would love to have this class jump into the top 25 and all the rankings. That'd be great. So yep. any other closing thoughts? I see Andrew, your uh, wife has a comment here. Um, of course, Butler is a one. I can't say anything. Nope. I got no room to talk. <laughs> Be nice. Uh, any any closing thoughts? They can be done with the Crossroads Classic. Can Next year. Can we do we the basketball season? <laughs> yeah. I was, I'm honest. I know you guys, I, I'm, I, I know, Andrew, you've, you've mentioned how you don't really like this team. I actually enjoy this team. Oh, man. A lot of likable guys. I do. I mean, like – Guys, they're just. I, I don't have a problem with like any of the players. They're just painful to watch on offense. Yeah, they are. They make my eyes bleed on offense. I oh, mean, for how oh. good, for how good of the offense moved and everything the last few years, and then yeah. even at times, even at times this year, like when they make shots, the offense looks good. But I yeah. mean, that's probably how everybody looks when you make shots. But yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe just last year just has me kind of just I. Uh, like kind of smiling I, the whole year, but I feel like we're I feel like we're close. If we would have made the final that. four last year, I wouldn't even cared about this year. <laughs> but that we're that close <laughs> makes me even enjoy this yeah. season the last like almost really close. Now whether we get there this year or not is is one thing. But I guess I did want to ask. I know we we kind of talked about it off air, but do you think um, we were talking about before we recorded? <clears throat> Do you think this is a problem with what the guys did in the offseason? So, no, Tammy, you kind of said you might have had a thought about well, that. Well, the thing that frustrates me is we saw a couple players in particular, all they did was post them working out and shooting and working on this and that in the offseason. So it made it look like they're really working on their games, but maybe they did. It's just the not problem, translating, though. Yeah, the problem I have with that is something like Travion. Like, yeah, it's cool he can shoot threes, but like he's not going to be doing that in the game. I was talking about no jail with a jump. I know, yeah, that too. But I remember, oh, yeah. I remember Travion posting workout videos. Of like, yeah. like, it was like a couple minutes, which I love Travion. I think he's a great offensive player, but like, he was like, you know, shooting 20 footers. Like, he's just, that's not going to be what Hey, shot it against Minnesota. 
I about died when he shot that I, three. I didn't, honestly, I was in the car listening to that game for two hours. I, and I'm not talking about the half quarter at the end of regulation. Nobody yeah. was open, so that was fine. I'm, I mean, he spot up and shot one from the top of the key during the second half. Yeah. And I thought Painter was going to fall over. Yes. Yeah, so like, really? Can do it, but was it that bad? He hit rim, but it was bad. <laughs> yeah, I still think that's just not his spot. It's kind of like where, like, when I mean, you look at Hammonds, like Hammonds was given, you know, only a certain amount because he'd proven he could make them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, yeah. Well, that, that was happen. like, yeah. Go it's ahead. like, uh, I feel like Painter, I mean, like, do you think Harms, do you think Harms has, like, like I, I think, I don't know, we always joked about her. My dad and I always joked about, like, like Kalashan from, like, years back was like, he got, like, two a game. He's like, you got two threes a game, and, like, that's it. Like so you get with, one with Chalice, I think if he didn't have that limit, he would just chuck it. Regardless, like, Harms is a bit more heady of a player. And, okay, you know, so you don't think ball. Harms is on like and a shot, shot the number count. two ranked no. JUCO college player. Oh, I know. And I mean, so, he did okay, but I mean, no I feel like a shooter. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. It seems like Harms has more of a green light, though. It's like yeah, he I, shoots I, four or five a game. I think he's a pretty smart player. He knows he doesn't shoot four or five a game. Maybe three. Yeah, I was said like one and a half. I don't mind him shooting, just not the first Maybe. shot of the game. Probably, he was just not shooting the first shot of the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know if it was like the guys just weren't working on what. On I don't know. Spot, I, they just, yeah, on the complete games. I know, like even Painter even mentioned in another interview of, he says, you know, when again it could be just old man got off my lawn, but because <laughs> uh, and uh when he was he grew up like a lot of the guys they just played games like that's how you that's how you learned angles and all that stuff and nowadays all these guys are doing is they're getting personal trainers which is cool and you're, you're getting to work but you're not getting you know legit reps of, you know against you know live competition yeah. in a game setting yeah a little different angles. different going around a, a chair than being guarded yeah. by somebody that moves yeah yeah and that has arms and, true. and stripped the ball from you um so you're wondering if it's just a different, you know, just a mm-hmm. different type of uh, approach nowadays. So I don't know, but hopefully, hopefully this kind of lights a fire under their butts. And but if it doesn't, I, I mean, if it, it, it does, or it's not going to, it's just kind of, it is what it is at this point. And it's either hopefully I, um, fight to end of the year or it's going to be a long January, February. Give me more gray hair. I, I trust Painter and oh, I do too. Yeah. Oh, I, I, don't I think, think you know, I, uh, the, the, yeah. the second half of the season, um, I think they'll definitely be. Some, I think they'll. I think they'll be improvement just because I trust Painter in the offense. And I mean, they always talk about with the motion offense, it takes some guys. So maybe the maybe it kind of clicks a little bit with Isaiah Thompson a little more, and he's kind of becomes takes over a little bit, and runs the offense a little better. That was uh, a question I wanted to ask because I've seen it again. People talking about it. Do you think Thompson takes some of No Gel's minutes at point guard? I think some people say just get rid of No Gel because he's liability. In offense. I don't think Isaiah's strong enough. No, I don't no, either. No. But I, you, I don't think you can take no gel off because of how much he adds yeah, on defense yeah. and yeah, rebounding. I mean, if people are like, well, um, he can't play offense, so he's I think a lot that's of the. Like... I think that's the reason they don't put him at forward is because even Proctor against pressure, nobody else is strong enough right now. It doesn't seem like, and even though he's out of control when he drives a lot of times, no gel. But he, but I mean, he needs. I mean, he's such a good athlete, and he's yeah. so long. I mean, yeah. I'd rather him. I'd rather him go three for ten. Driving into the lane, then over one. I mean, yeah, 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 that's a good point. And do you, because I mean, he's gonna have games where he'll make those, he'll get fouled. I mean, maybe he gets he, that's what he needs. Maybe he needs to go get fouled and go four for five in a game. I think that's why he doesn't drive that much because he doesn't want to shoot free throws. He needs to get a game where he just frustrating. Yeah, no, I hate the fact I'm bringing this up. 
just because it's a topic that's just, just been driving me nuts all year, but just because it's interesting now, kind of hindsight 2020, do you think Painter regrets redshirting one of the two guys? No. I think so either. Because he would have pulled it by now. Really? You think he would have? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not you know, in Big Ten play. He would have pulled it sometime in non-con, yeah. I believe, because – you know, he, he leaves it up to those guys. He lets yeah, them and their families decide if they want a red shirt, and they all thought it was in their best case. He doesn't want to have another Ryan Smith situation, which he barely played as a freshman. So can you then imagine he, if we had Ryan Klein right now? Yeah. That would be hmm. – <laughs> But we wouldn't have won a few games his freshman year. He bailed us out at Pittsburgh. Yeah. And um, I think another one. So, yeah. yeah those are always tough calls, but he's doing it, it for a like, reason. So. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sounds like Newman was lost. Like a lot, like in the scrimmage. So it's like, I'm still afraid Gillis might hurt his knee if he would have played. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess you just got to trust the, uh, what, three time Big Ten coach of the year? Yeah. I mean, what it it, it was the classic Aaron Rodgers. Relax. Yeah. Yep. Do not bring his name on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Andrew's pretty much like a converted Packer fan in a way. So. Yeah, as he was already asking me, like, what are we going to do Sunday for the Packers game, yeah. Webby? I mean, what are you, what are you doing for the Packers game, Webby? Uh, I'll be at the uh, Purdue game. <laughs> uh, we just got, just got a notification that Chicago 2020 cornerback Shao Smith mm-hmm. uh, is going to visit Purdue. Yeah, I, I think he's committed to, like, Wyoming or something right now. But Purdue offered him early, mid-December, and then he didn't sign during the I don't remember him now. You say that, yeah. yeah. They also have a grad transfer from Colorado State. Yeah, an offensive that. lineman. Yeah, you know he's a big boy. So yeah. I don't remember. And then and then there's a, there's a four star corner who may visit. They said later in January. So yeah, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna fill the last few spots yep. in yeah. their recruiting class, and that'd yeah. be nice if we throw a couple four stars in there. And Horns being a cornerback, that'd be. Sweet. I, I don't think we mentioned this back on the mm-hmm. podcast last month. Cornell Jones transferred, and, and he's going to Florida State. Mm-hmm. So. Interesting landing. That was very surprising for me. Yep. I was surprised that he transferred. I think it was all the Holt and uh, new staff or new staff. Well, it's only one new staff, so I don't really know his reasoning. He said it was a change on defense. So. Yeah, I don't. He was a little bit of a problem. Yeah, I wonder if he was kind of in Brown's doghouse yeah. the last couple of years. I mean, he. I mean, wasn't it Brown's first year when he got a bunch of per- pe- oh, personal, yeah. or personal, personal fouls that cost him? There were two games. I don't last think he played. I think it was better last year. I think it was two years ago. There was a couple where I, I I thought I remember a couple two years ago, not as much this year. Okay. Yeah. But you're right. He did. So, yeah. So that's where I wonder if there was. We'll have uh, plenty more recruiting news. I'm sure next week as uh, things start, uh, start um, coming in. <laughs> Sheldon Coleman said he's ready for the Diacoisms to be added to the boiler breakdown intro. Absolutely. <laughs> Like we said earlier, just go type him in on YouTube. He's a different cat. He's a different dude, that's for sure. But uh, pretty excited. Th- there was a rumor going around. I think Evan, you were the one that brought it up in our group chat that Nick Holt is rumored to become the next defensive line coach at Minnesota. Oh yeah, my gosh. I don't like that. Really. Uh, I don't want him to be up there being a boat boy. Um, given PJ inside intel after coming off eleven win season. As yeah, I don't know. I like Nick Holt a lot, so yeah, I would I would go. I would hate to see him there. Hmm. Would you rather see him there in Nebraska? Nebraska in a heartbeat. <laughs> I, 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 
See, I, I don't like Scott Frost, and I know I think you guys are more bitter because they got so much like preseason, like, oh man, these guys are gonna be so good. Preseason yep. top twenty and yeah, that's that's a lot of I it. just can't not stand PJ Fleck <laughs> as a person or as a coach as everything. Win oh, season. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully Purdue can beat both of them next year on the road. That'd be great. So um <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm think I'm out of topics to discuss. Unless you guys got anything else? Just win. Let's just make layups. Let's can we just make that. Make layups. Can we start <laughs> there? Yeah. Make layups, no, then make small. free throws. Gotta crawl yeah. and walk. And yeah, let's hope like a no. Let's hope no Joe goes like six of seven from the free throw line this this week. Give me a reason to watch the whole game and not turn it off early for the <laughs> third time this year. That's a six thirty game. Yeah. Hmm. No, I thought I I thought it was seven. I think it's six thirty Fox it's, Sports One. I think they do their games. Don't they do their weeknight games six thirty eight thirty? I swear I looked and I thought I saw seven. Uh, both games went final: Maryland sixty seven, Ohio State fifty five, uh, Rutgers seventy two, Penn State sixty one. Beat up ranked team. Uh, seven o'clock. Ah, well, must have been coverage starts. Maybe I thought the ad said six thirty. I mean, they need it. They need a half hour to break down Purdue's offense. Did the same thing for the IU Ohio State game. So it said eleven thirty. Must be a pregame show or something. Yeah. So yeah, because they had during the Illinois Purdue game, they had the Ohio State Indiana thing for eleven thirty. I was like, that's an interesting start for a Saturday game. But then I realized it's when the pregame starts. Yeah, that is interesting. Okay, I got one quick one I wanted to bring up. Yep. Um, I think our friend Cameron mentioned after the IU bowl game loss <laughs> that he put this up there with Purdue's loss in the elite eight in against Virginia. I would say no, but I don't, but I could, now I can kind I of see, see it because coming from yes, but I, I don't, I don't think winning the whatever January 2nd bowl game, Gator I bowl. already forgot well, who they lost to Tennessee. Yeah. 91. I mean, I can kind of see where that like, where yeah. Like, and like a nine win season program, and, and how for us, it's like our next step. Yeah. It was getting to lead eight, but that yeah. was that it, final four that we haven't had since the, since I could see you it. can't compare the achievements really, but like from an emotional standpoint and how they lost yeah. and yeah. everything. Cause in both scenarios, like, so many things had to go wrong. Program. Yeah. Yeah. What would it mean to that pro for that specific sure. program? Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at, I mean, you know, Kansas missing out on a Final Four like the way we did would is nothing. It'd be yeah, yeah. It'd be Michigan nothing. State, Tom Izzo, yeah, Tom Izzo, nothing. yeah, they lose at a buzzer in the other day. You know, that yeah. that program, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, defining moment. I can That's definitely see point, where that but... where that is at. Um, yeah, but man, am I happy Tennessee won? No, me you know, too. Couldn't have happened to a worse fan base though. I uh, was talking to a guy at work that is an Indiana alum, and he went to that game. He said if IU would have won, it would have got hostile in the stands because there was already a bunch of fights about to break out between the fan bases. He said wow. actually Indiana fans were starting most of them that he saw. Hmm. So I'm surprised yeah. there were Indiana fans there. Gonna be totally they sold out of their 8,000 ticket wow. uh, and then they got 5,000 extra, and I think they sold at least three of those. So well, I, mean, a- I mean, Notre Dame played a couple weeks earlier, so. <laughs> yep, yep, and in the same state, so. Um, yep. Oh, well, maybe they can actually sell out a home game next year. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. Maybe with geese or something, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, nah, I wouldn't go that far. They start on the road at Wisconsin, who, uh, Wisconsin, uh, Taylor, jump pro, and so did Smith, their wide receiver. Damn, mm-hmm. so they're, yep, um, what what Boyle Sports say, um, good decision. Yeah, great decision. <laughs> Couldn't be happy for the kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, 
yeah, that's an opponent I don't enjoy watching Purdue play at all. So, no. all right, anything else before we wrap it up? Let's make layups, run Let's rebound, layups. Somehow split this way. Keep, yep. Keep no control. gel aggressive. That's what I want. And um, give us a rating review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen to our podcast. We really appreciate that, and it helps us out a lot. Like us on Facebook. If you don't already, follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Boiler Break Pod. And we'll be back next week with the second edition for 2020 of the Boiler Breakdown. Have a great week, everybody. Boiler up, hammer down, beat both Michigan schools. <laughs>